The Money Pit is brought to you by Grain, Krylon, Werner Ladder, and Stanley. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. What are you working on? We're here to help. Pick up the phone and let us do just that. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. It's a beautiful day in our neck of the woods. We hope it is in yours as well. But if it's not, hey, work inside. We can help. 888-666-3974. Coming up on today's program, while we encourage DIYers, it occurs to us that some projects are best left to the pros. And that's why we've invited one of our favorite pros, Kevin O'Connor, to stop by from TV's This Old House. He's going to help us with tips to find the best contractors in your part of the country. And summertime is almost here, which means bugs are on their way. Woohoo! But you don't need to fill your home with unhealthy chemicals just to try to get rid of them. Coming up, we're going to share some natural pest control solutions that are effective and, more importantly, safe. And don't toss that used paintbrush. Why not clean it instead? It'll save you big in the long run. It's not as terrible a job as you might be thinking. We're going to tell you how to get those brushes looking and working like new. And one caller we talked to this hour never has to deal with wobbly ladders or wobbly knees again. We're giving away the innovative and comfortable Werner 9-foot reach fiberglass podium ladder, which really is awesome, and you'll feel super sturdy up there. And it's a $99 value. Learn more at wernerpodium.com or call us right now for your chance to win your very own. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT. Marilyn in Louisiana, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? Hello. I have moved into an old home that has unfinished and some finished wooden floors that were carpeted. Unfortunately, in taking that carpet up, uh, former pets that were here have left their mark all (laughs) over the floors. There are stains and there is a dreadful, dreadful odor throughout the house. The dogs that I have brought in have uh, continued that process and now have to live outside. My question is, what do I do, what can I do to get the odor out of these wooden floors? What I would do, Marilyn, is I would sand the floors. This is the one time where I think it makes a lot of sense to do a thorough sanding of these floors. Yeah, you got to completely refinish. Yeah, especially if you're saying that some of the floors are, are unfinished to begin with. So I would sand all the floors to take off some material vacuum up that sawdust, and then I would add three coats of polyurethane. Um, Now, I'm sorry, let me back up. Before you polyurethane, if they're still stained, then I would add some wood stain to the floor to darken the color a little bit and hide any of those remaining marks. Because if you try to go totally natural, the stains will obviously show up. But if you add, you know, it's like a slight tinting to uh, tinted stain, like say uh, one of the colors that I use a lot is called early American, which is like a very light brown uh, color. You know, that looks really nice and does hide some of those stains that could be in the wood and then add the three coats of urethane. A big trend is like dark gray, almost even like an ebonized wood floor, like dark wood floors, even if it's a super dark chocolate or almost on the black gray scale, like really are impactful and beautiful. And that could hide a lot as well. Yeah. And well, that's a good point. I mean, you could you don't have to go dark is what I'm trying to say. You could just go uh, go just very fairly lightly. But uh, from there. You know, I think you'll be good to go. I think once you put the urethane coating on it, you'll no longer have the odor issues. Love your show. Thank you so much. Thank you, Marilyn. Good luck with that project.
All right, now let's welcome a husband and wife team, Bill and Jean from Missouri, tackling a garage project. Welcome, guys. We're building a garage, and we were curious about the the concrete floor in this garage. Does it need to be four inches? Should it be more than four inches thick? And then also, what kind of finish would you recommend that we put on the concrete? Well, for a garage floor, especially if you're going to have any heavier equipment in there, I would probably go with at least six inches, and I would make it a um, a reinforced garage floor. In other words, I would pour it through uh, woven wire mesh or whatever reinforcement material you choose. You want to make sure that the soil beneath the floor is, is thoroughly tamped because that's where most people go wrong if they're in, a, they're in a hurry to get the garage floor poured. They don't take the time to really thoroughly pack down the soil underneath. And if you don't, it'll ultimately crack. And in terms of the finish, I think probably the best concrete finishes today are the epoxy-based finishes. Uh, you mix up the epoxy. It's two parts. There's a hardener and the base product. You mix it together. You apply it. You have all sorts of different color and different finish options you can do with that, but it chemically cures. And once it does, it really locks in tight to the concrete, so it's not going to peel off, and it gives you really terrific protection. What about using a polisher to polish the concrete? That's an option as well, but you still have to have something that's ultimately going to seal in that surface, because remember, concrete is extremely porous, and in a barn, who knows what's going to be spilled on that. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I did a little research on the concrete poli- or polishing. And it's it's quite an operation. I mean, it's not... It's not for the faint of heart, eh? Yeah. No, I'm not going to do it myself. Oh, no. <laughs> no, you're going to have your wife do it. <laughs> hey, you've been around. <laughs> no. Uh, my, my concrete man said it's four inches. All I'm going to put in this car, in this garage is a couple of old collector, old cars. Antique cars. Yeah, then you want that shiny floor so the cars look awesome. That's right. I want shiny. <laughs> All right, Bill and Jean, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. We are here to give you a hand as we ramp up to the summer kickoff, Memorial Day. What are you working on? Let us help you. We are here for you 24 hours a day. Seven days a week at one eight 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 Money Pit. Eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Up next, summer brings a lot of things with it, including bugs. We've got tips to help you keep them away the natural way. When the Money Pit continues after this. You live in a Money Pit. Did you know that Americans take twenty thousand breaths a day and spend an average of ninety percent of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro dot com and use promo code 
Money Pit. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code Money Pit. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. The Money Pit is presented by Pavestone's easy-to-stack Rumblestone rustic building blocks. Create any outdoor hardscape you can imagine to instantly add old-world charm. Available at the Home Depot. For more information and product instructions, visit pavestone.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone, give us a call right now. The number is one eight 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 money pit Leslie and I are standing by to answer your home improvement question. And if you're a do-it-yourselfer who would rather have your feet on the ground than up high on the ladder, here's more reason to call. We're going to give away a Werner 9-foot reach fiberglass podium ladder. Yeah, you know what's really cool is that this is an innovative new ladder, and it's going to make your jobs easier, and it's going to make them safer as well. It features a wraparound guardrail and the holster top tool holder, which is going to hold your tools while you're working so you don't have to. Let me tell you, you really feel safe and secure up here because I always find that, you know, on a traditional ladder, I'm stepping where I'm not supposed to, or I'm reaching in ways that I'm, you know, putting myself in, you know, uncomfortable positions where I perhaps may fall. And you're not going to get this on the Warner Podium ladder. So check it out. It's really awesome. The website's warnerpodium.com and start getting to those higher projects that you've been avoiding. It's a prize worth $99. And it's one of our top product picks from this year's National Hardware Show. Check them all out at moneypit.com and give us a call right now for your chance to win and, of course, to get the answer to your home improvement question at one eight 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 money pit steven in texas needs some help with a cabinet project what can we do for you yeah so my wife has uh challenges with chemicals like uh formaldehydes and glues and paints that they put in the kitchen cabinets the new ones 
and I was wondering if you had any idea like what a person could use that you could get away from them type of chemicals and cabinets. So you're looking for a cabinet manufacturer that is sort of formaldehyde-free and VOC-free, is that correct? Yeah, that'd be right, yes. Steve, that's an interesting question because when it comes to kitchen cabinets, so many of the products that go into kitchen cabinets have the potential to have VOCs or volatile organic compounds in them because you could start with the boards that are used to build the cabinets, if they're uh, a, a press board or a composite board of some sort that may have formaldehyde in it, for example, then you have the finishes and on and on and on. I think what you want to do is you want to look for kitchen cabinetry that is built to meet the new CARB-2 standard, that's C-A-R-B-2 standard. That stands for the California Air Resources Board. And that's a standard that measures the level of those types of toxins in cabinetry. And so if you search for kitchen cabinets that meet that standard, I think that's a good place to start. But you have any idea like maybe some um, metal cabinets, you know, like that would look nice in a kitchen. Like, would you have any ideas on something like that? Well, you'd still have finishes on metal cabinets that would have some of the same issues. Yeah. You know, I haven't seen metal cabinets in a kitchen in forever. Um, the Gladiator folks at Whirlpool are doing a really good job these days with um, metal cabinetry for laundry rooms and utility areas and uh, spaces like that. But I don't know if that cabinet line is going to extend uh, to the point where you'd have enough flexibility to do it in a kitchen. Well, I can share with you a vendor of a you know no formaldehyde added cabinetry. They're actually beautiful handmade wooden cabinets. I'm not sure of their price point, but I am familiar with the fact that they are not adding any chemicals to it, and they are very responsible in how they utilize the wood and the products that they use to make their cabinets. Um, it's a company out of Portland, and their name is Neil Kelly, and it's N-E-I-L-K-E-L-L-Y. And then there was a metal cabinet manufacturer that I was familiar with a while ago. It's Philip Metal, and it's F-I-L-L-I-P. Um, it's sort of this, you know, new revival of some interesting repurposed materials. And, you know, you might want to check them out as well. Okay. Well, thank you very much for the information. I appreciate it. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. All right, Carolyn, Oregon's on the line with some rusty water at her house. What's going on? Uh, my house is about 25 years old. I've lived in it for about six. Uh, my problem is well water corroding okay. bo- both of my toilets. Okay. And I don't know. if I've tried using Clorox. That doesn't seem to work. Um, I'm wondering uh, if there's some something, some kind of a chemical or something that I can put inside the tank to keep it from turning black. So, um, have you tried CLR? Uh, no. What 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 is that? Okay, so I would look take a look at CLR. Uh, it's a product that's been around for many many years. A great company. It stands for calcium, lime, and rust. It's specifically designed to clean uh, rust stains from bathroom fixtures. Okay, could you spell that for me? <laughs> yeah, C. L R. Okay, got it. <laughs> Stands for calcium, lime, and rust. See, I was never a good speller, but I got that one, huh? Yeah, you did. <laughs> All right, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, spring is finally here, and as it warms up in your part of the country, the only drawback is this bugs. They love that warm weather, too, and whether they want to take a bite out of your plants, your foods, or even you, 
bugs can really make the spring and summer season quite unpleasant. Yeah, but here's some good news. Let's not get all Debbie Downer on the bugs. They do their job for the environment. Maybe not so much for us, but let's talk about them. Getting rid of the bugs, it doesn't have to include toxic or expensive chemicals and pesticides. There are actually a number of natural alternatives that are much safer for you, your pets, and our planet, and they're just as effective. Yeah, and here are a few good examples. First off, if mosquitoes are the bane of your summer existence, you can plant some lemongrass and some basil. Now, lemongrass contains citronella, the same chemical that's found in a lot of those bug-repellent candles, and you can even mash up the inner leaves of lemongrass and rub that juice on your skin for the same effect as bug spray. And it smells really, really good. I just absolutely adore the smell of lemongrass. Now, you can make your entire home less appealing to ants if you plant a barrier of mint around the entire foundation of your home because ants hate mint, and that also smells fantastic. Another thing, bay leaves. They're another spice that many bugs dislike, so you can set whole bay leaves around your kitchen and cabinets or sprinkle crushed bay leaves leaves along your windowsills, and that's going to keep a lot of bugs away as well. And if your pets are, say, a little bigger and furrier, you can still catch them the natural and the humane way. For example, for mice, you can make a mousetrap out of a soda bottle. Just set it out at about a 20-degree angle. You want to drop some peanut butter inside and then rub vegetable oil around the inside of the lip. The mice are going to hop in, but they will not be able to crawl back out. And maybe you can perhaps then take that bottle of mice out to a remote location and let them go very humanely. Back to nature. All right, now we've got Catherine in Arizona on the line who's dealing with an issue with sod. And Arizona's pretty darn hot, so tell us what's going on. I live actually in the mountains in Arizona, and so our issue is not the heat but the cold. And so what we've had happen is that we laid sod about eight years ago, and unbeknownst to us novice homeowners, it had mesh netting on the backside of the roll. And I don't know if we were supposed to remove that or something, but now the sod did not take to our climate, and it uh, has died, and we would like to reseed or lay down some new sod or something like that. But in order to prepare the soil and till it and all of that, I just don't know what to do because there's this mesh netting all over the ground. And in some areas it's exposed, in some areas it isn't. But I just wondered what your advice would be. So the sod never really bit, so to speak? It never really grew through the mesh netting and, and connected with the soil below? Not not really. I mean, it did in some areas, but it just did not grow well for our climate. It couldn't handle the winters. It just wouldn't recover. Well, I mean, the first thing you want to do is a soil test. You can, you know, sometimes your county extension services and, and services like that will will do the test for you or have a landscaper do the test. But you need to know what's in that soil and how to adjust the pH to get it just right to reseed. Yeah, to fertilize correctly. and Right. You know, otherwise you might not be giving it the stuff that it needs and it won't grow. Yeah, you're working blind. Now, the other thing to keep in mind is that the best time to do this is not the beginning of summer. The best time to do this is in the fall when it's a little cooler out because even if you did everything right and it started to grow, the intense heat that follows a month or two down the line will burn it out and kind of ruin all the good work that you did. So I would spend the summer getting the information that you need to kind of come up with a plan. Now, in terms of whether or not you remove the old sod or not, if it's really loose and disconnected and not really knitting and sort of sitting on top, then in that case, I would take it out and then prep the soil below. If it has connected, then I would leave it. 
Now, if you have scythe, is it weedy? Is it also weedy, Catherine? There are lots of weeds. So it's not so much the sod that's the issue, but it's the plastic mesh netting that was on the backside of the sod roll that's there. And I just don't know, can we till with that there, or is that going to get all caught up in the tiller? I, I think you probably can. I mean, in my experience, those types of backers are designed to stay there and, and not be removed, and they just, they just sort of deteriorate naturally away. Hmm, okay. So I, I don't suspect that that would be an issue, because otherwise, how would you ever lay it down? Right, right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I didn't know what was supposed to be common, just that it hasn't degraded at all. Um, after eight years, it's still totally there. Well, here's an idea. One of the things that you could do is you could um, rent um, a seating machine that, that slices the lawn. There are machines out there that will actually slice it and, you, and drop the seeds sort of into the slits, mm-hmm. and that will cut through it. But really, before you do any of that, the first thing to do is do a soil test and see what's going on there. Yeah, this way you know how to feed it, how to take care of it, when it's going to want to be seeded. I mean, that will really answer a lot of questions for you. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and if the side, if you end up deciding to leave the side in place and if it gets really weedy, one thing you could do is something called a Roundup restoration. You can spray Roundup right on the side and kill the side and actually leave it in place and then put the seed right up into the dead grass. It will hold it really well, and it will re-sprout, and the Roundup will not prevent the new seed from taking root. Huh, okay, okay. That's called a Roundup restoration. Hmm. All right, that makes sense. All right, Catherine, good luck with that project. Let's hope there's some more green in your future. (laughs) Yes, I hope so. Thank you. 888-666-3974. Well, admitting that you need home improvement help is only half of the battle. The other half? Finding the right contractor for the job. We're going to get some tips up next from This Old House host, Kevin O'Connor. And This Old House on the Money Pit is brought to you by the new Stanley TLM99S Laser Distance Measurer, featuring Bluetooth connectivity via the Stanley Floor Plan app. Taking measurements in your home has never been easier or more accurate. For more, visit stanleytools.com. On the Money Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, say you can't hear the Money Pit over the sound of your buzzsaw? Well, listen to us wherever and whenever you want. You can head on over to moneypit.com and click on the radio and podcast section. And in addition to our weekly radio show, you can click to receive the feeds of new articles, videos, blogs, and more all online, all free at moneypit.com. Richard in South Dakota, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? Yeah, I have a lift pump that's making an unusual noise, like it'll fire off and then it makes like a harmonic noise or about halfway through the the pumping station. Okay. I don't know if it'd be like a check valve that needs to be placed in there or if it's... uh, If you more background on it, it, it it's a replacement pump for one I had in there. It had a quarter horse in there before, now it's got a half horse. 
actually a bigger lift pump than what I had before. Generally, when I hear a squealing noise, I, you know, I consider whether or not it's an issue with, with the bearings. It could also be an issue with the valve itself, perhaps the check valve, because sometimes as the water streams through that, it's vibrating uh, against the valve, and that, that vibration can transmit. I mean, plumbing pipes are really pretty good transmitters of sound, so it can transmit and amplify and sound really bad. Uh, if it's still working and it's not uh, slowing down on flow or anything like that, I guess I would think probably not to worry about it too much. But my concern is that if it is a wear and tear issue and something's going to seize up, you may end up with a surprise repair. This is not your main bathroom, is it? This is an additional bathroom? Yeah, it's an uh, addition that was put on later on. So. All right. Well, I mean, if it breaks down, it breaks down. At least you're not out of luck. But uh, yeah. My concern is that it might it might be a precursor of worse things to come. So I would keep an eye on it and see what happens, okay? All right. Well, we are big fans of doing it yourself, but truth be told, some projects are best left to the pros, pretty much to make sure they come out exactly as planned. Well, from contractors to tradesmen to designers, these folks can bring big value to your project if you find the right pros for the job. This old house host, Kevin O'Connor, gets to work with the best pros all the time and joins us now with tips to find pros for your projects. Welcome, Kevin. Hi, guys. A pleasure to be here. So pros really bring a lot of value to the project, but what's the most important thing to keep in mind when working with them? Well, you got to pick the right one. <laughs> we, yeah. are, we are definitely fans of doing it yourself as well. But that pro who you bring in, a person who is an architect or an engineer, a licensed plumber, they can bring a certain level of experience and know-how to the project that you could never bring yourself if you're a do-it-yourselfer. And so it's critical that you find someone who you can work with and who has a great reputation because they can help you save money by bringing that mm-hmm. project in on budget. They can help you save time by making the right decisions and executing them correctly. So like you guys, we are big fans of bringing the pros in when the time is right. Now, the cost of not having a pro can far exceed the cost of having a pro, especially when it comes to mistakes. And I think a lot of folks don't recognize that. I think they don't. I mean, if you're going to hire a plumber and you're going to pay him by the hour and you're making decisions decisions about where the old plumbing has to be disconnected and the new plumbing has to be put in, and those aren't thought through in advance, the cheapest place and time to think about those is on paper before you start opening up the walls. And that's what a pro can do for you, an architect, a general contractor. They can make sure that all of that stuff is thought through and coordinated because you could really lose your shirt if you don't have a good plan for your construction project. Yeah, and I think another thing that people tend to not think of is bringing an engineer onto the project. You know, so many times you're looking at something structural and maybe just chatting with the contractor directly when you really have to get a diagnosis first. You need to understand the roles of different pros and how they can serve you. And so if you go through a list of some of these things, to your point, an engineer is great. If you have these structural things that have to happen to the house, oftentimes with your building permit, those engineering decisions need to be stamped by a licensed engineer. Mm -hmm. Someone has to look at those things. So you're probably going to get into a relationship with an engineer anyway. Why not get them into the project early on so you can make those decisions at the right time as opposed to at the wrong time? And architects, I mean, they're going to help you with structural changes. They'll help you interface with engineers and general contractors, but you've got to get permits. You might have to go in front of the zoning board. They can actually walk you through all of that process and help you expedite mm-hmm. all of those decisions that have to be made. Many architects even go in on those zoning meetings. Absolutely. I mean, they have to be there to present. Happens to us all the time. We just did a project in Boston. We wanted to add a dormer to our brick row house, and we had to go and we had to get variances and approval. And who do you want to do that? 
You want the person who's done it before, who knows the players, who knows the mm-hmm. rules, and get that thing done. And our architect was able to get the approval in a very fast turnaround for us. All right. So you're fortunate because the architects are literally coming to your door <laughs> with their projects to be built. But for the rest of us that need to find these pros, any tips for finding the best in your particular area? Well, I mean, I sympathize with the sense that it can be overwhelming because there are a lot of them out there and it's a big decision and you're going to be in a pretty intimate relationship with this person. And varying skill level. Varying skill level, absolutely. The number one thing that I would recommend is to get references. Talk to friends and neighbors, people who have used these people and say, who do you like and why do you like them? And those sort of personal references are going to be the first place to put you on the right track. And then once you start interviewing these people, you know, ask the tough questions. Ask them about their licenses. Ask to see their work. Talk about the tough issues up front. What is it going to cost? How are we going to get paid? Address all of that before you enter into this very important relationship. I like to ask for references from the contractor or the architect that are both recent and older. Absolutely. I'd like to talk to somebody that they've worked with a year or two ago to make sure they're still happy. And go to try to find some on your own. Obviously, if you're a contractor, you're going to give up the names of the people who you had the best relationship with right. and the best experiences. But do a little digging. Ask around. These people have got their signs up in the neighborhood. They work locally. If you do your homework, it shouldn't be that hard to actually find the right contractor to help you out. Yeah. And I think another thing that you should be asking, because it sometimes gets overlooked, is rubbish removal, who's in charge of it, who's in charge of certain prep aspects of the project, because you don't want to assume something and then it be completely the opposite. The more detail of a quote or a bid that the uh, contractor puts in front of you so that you can work out those specifics, the better off you're going to be as the project goes along. Let's talk about designers, another very important pro to the project. I know you work with these folks all the time. Leslie's got plenty of projects hmm. she does on her own mm-hmm. as a designer. I think a lot of consumers don't understand what a designer brings to the project. What's your experience been? Well, I mean, dare I say, Leslie, that some people often think that the designer is frivolous and they don't want to spend money on it. Do you find that at times? And it's probably a misconception. It is a misconception. I mean, I think people sort of overlook the fact that we have, you know, inside connections with the manufacturers directly. So therefore, your price point is going to be uh, much more value than going retail directly. Mm -hmm. We're able to get more hard to find items. We know better about placement and layout of items in the room to help create flow, to maximize the use of the space. We're good with color and putting things together. I think people forget that and then sort of bring you in last minute or not at all when it could have just been beneficial and, you know, time saving. The other thing that I think people don't appreciate is just how many decisions they have to make in even the smallest project. What size are the tiles? What color? What about the countertops? What sort of edge do you want? What sort of trim detail? Before you know it, you have literally hundreds, if not thousands of decisions to make and relying on a designer who's been there before and can actually help you make those decisions is going to help you sleep better at night and get you through that project on a quicker, more cost-effective way. I feel like they think of the things you're not going to consider until you're much farther along on the project. Everybody wants a new stove put into their kitchen, and then all of a sudden you go on the website and you find out there's 400 different right. kinds of <laughs> stoves and 45 different measurements. And then you, Why do you want to weed through that for the first time and try to make that decision as opposed to turning to somebody who's done this dozens of times? Who says, here are three options. Here are three options. These will work. Go. These, go. Kevin O'Connor, thank you so much for your advice. We appreciate you stopping by the Money Pit. Always a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Okay, you can catch the current season of This Old House and Ask This Old House on PBS. For local listings and step-by-step videos of many common home improvement projects, visit thisoldhouse.com. And This Old House and Ask This Old House are brought to you on PBS by The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Up next, do your wallet and the planet a favor by cleaning paintbrushes rather than tossing them away. We're going to tell you how with this week's pro tip 
presented by Grain Shingle Siding from the Tapco Group. That and more when the Money Pit continues after this. You live in a Money Pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by grain-engineered shaken shingle siding from the Tapco Group. Contractors can now offer homeowners the charm of natural cedar with none of the maintenance. Visit grain.com or ask your pro today. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show where home solutions live. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone and give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. One caller that we talked to on the air this hour is going to win the Warner 9-foot reach fiberglass podium ladder. It's got a really innovative design, and it makes you feel as safe and as comfortable as if you were standing right on the ground. Try it, and you'll see what safety feels like. It's a prize worth $99, but it could be yours if we answer your question on the air. So pick up the phone, give us a call at one eight 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 money put and you can learn more about today's prize at wernerpodium.com. Well... We all know you'd probably rather toss those used paintbrushes than actually clean them, but contrary to popular DIY practice, most paintbrushes aren't really supposed to be disposable. There's actually a better way. You can actually clean them, and we've got some step-by-step advice to help you do just that with this week's pro tip presented by Grain Shingle Siding from the Tapco Group. Yeah, I think it's really important when we're talking about cleaning paintbrushes to think about what type of paint you're using because that's going to determine which way you're going to clean it. So when you're painting with latex, you want to clean as you go. And when the job is done, it's time to get out that paint that's collected deep into the filaments. Now, you want to run the brushes upside down under a faucet. And when the water runs clear, brush the filaments with a metal brush comb. Or if you've got a hair comb that you're not using anymore, because you certainly won't want to put it back in your hair after in a pinch. And that's going to just straighten the bristles and coax out any bits of dried paint. Yeah. And then shake off the excess water and let the brush dry really well. Now, when you're done with the project and you've cleaned your brush for the last time, you want to store those dry brushes in a plastic zipper bag, or better yet, put them back in their original packing sleeve. Mm -hmm. That's why they're all so fancily folded and include a snap. They're not meant to just toss, like save those sleeves and use them again. Now, if you're painting with oil paint, the first stop is going to be a dirty jar. And this is where the bristle tips soak in a paint thinner without touching the bottom. This way they won't become bent. Now, if you need the brush the next day, just soak it overnight, then comb it out and get right back to work. If you're done and you're going to put that brush away for a while, you still want to soak it overnight, then comb it out, and then go ahead and dip it in a jar of a clean solvent, shake off that excess solvent, wipe it dry on a newspaper or a rag, and then store it. And that's today's pro tip presented by Grain Engineered Shake and Shingle Siding from the Tapco Group. The uncompromising beauty of Grain's 5-inch shingle siding offers the charm of natural cedar with none of the maintenance. Visit Grain.com, that's G-R-A-Y-N-E.com, or ask your pro today. Now we've got Jeff in Iowa on the line who's got an air conditioner that doesn't always smell so great. What's going on, Jeff? I can't smell. The wife The wife can smell. Uh, okay. Yeah, we, have a, uh, we smell everything. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a smell emanating from somewhere. I thought it was maybe the basement the drain was not, uh, you know, flowing like it should. And she seems to think that it, she says it comes on, the smell comes about when the air is turned on, when the air comes on, so. Okay. Maybe it's duct cleaning, or am I on the right track? 
Maybe. So let's talk about some basics. If we want to get to the bottom of this, we could start with duct cleaning just to kind of eliminate that as a possibility. The second thing we should talk about is what kind of filter do you have? Uh, just your generic basic one from, you know, the hardware store. Yeah, that's a problem. So what I want you to do is I want you to pick up a, a Filtrate filter, 3M Filtrate brand, and they sell one that uh, that has a char- activated charcoal built into it and specifically designed for eliminating odors. It's called the Filtrate Home Odor Reduction Filter, and it's got activated charcoal built in, and so that's designed specifically to get rid of the odors, and of course it does a great job with dust and pollen and mold and that sort of thing. Uh, Thanks. I appreciate it. Up next, a bathtub full of water isn't the only sign you've got a clogged drain. We'll tell you how to spot plumbing problems before they occur when the Money Pit continues. The Money Pit is brought to you by QuickCrete. It's what America's made of. For project help from start to finish, download the new Quick Creep mobile app. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we are getting ready to head to the National Hardware Show in Las Vegas next week, which is always a fun trip for us. It's an industry-only event. But we get to be there to be your eyes and ears. We'll give you the scoop on the show's hottest new products right from our top products pavilion on the hardware show floor. Yeah, we've seen a few already. And I've got to say that this hour's prize, the Warner 9-foot Reach Podium Ladder, is really one of my favorites. You know, not only do Warner Podium Ladders let you work facing any direction, there's no more constantly climbing down to turn the ladder. The top is completely surrounded by a wraparound guardrail. And it's going to give you an extra point of contact because I always like to lean out and I can like rest my hips on it and reach further. And it also features the holster top tool holder so you can keep all your tools and supplies right at your fingertips. Try it and you'll see what safety feels like. The Werner Podium Ladders are available in both fiberglass and aluminum. You can learn more about it and other of our top products pick. Just head over to twitter.com and search the hashtag TopProductsNHS. You'll also find photos and more info in our Top Products gallery at moneypit.com. All right, but don't forget to email and post your questions just like Gus from North Carolina did. And Gus writes, recently the bathtub in my daughter's bathroom started draining very slowly. I bought a bottle of Drano from the local store, followed the directions on the bottle, The water now drains faster, but as soon as the tub starts to drain, I hear loud gurgling sounds from the drain as the water leaves. What could be causing this? Now, I know every plumber out there is like, no, not the Drano. I know, right? Exactly. I mean, obviously, you've got an obstruction in the pipes. So here's a trick of the trade that sometimes works if it's not too far down. You can use a wet, dry vacuum to actually suck out that obstruction from the drain. All you do is get that wet, dry vacuum up to uh, the bathroom. I like to take out the filters because you you don't really need them when you're dealing with water. Then turn the vacuum on, try to suck out right above that trap. Uh, You may hear whatever the obstruction is come out quickly, and if that's the case, you will save yourself a big plumbing bill. Now, if the obstruction is further down the line, you could try to use a mechanical snake to clear that. The consumer versions of these, though, do not go too far down those pipes for very good reason because you end up getting stuck in there or broken off or something. And so if it's still not working, then you need to call a professional drain cleaning service, which, by the way, uh, is still something that even we here at the Money Pit do because the extent of my plumbing snakes are about 25 foot long. I recently had a line that clogged up just from just general everyday wear and tear 
in use. And yep, I called in a pro and inside of 45 minutes, the problem was gone. So it, it no, uh, no harm, no foul. You're not admitting defeat. Uh, sometimes you just need to have the right tools to get it done. And, you know, I didn't have the thousand dollar snake that uh, goes that far down and does the trick. Yeah, but I also feel like, you know, depending on your plumbing situation, you might not be the best person to go snaking a drain. You know, I have... Um, twin pedestal sinks in my bathroom and I know they share a trap in some situations so it's not the best for me to try messing around in there so if you're if you're feeling a little cautious about it call a pro this is the money pit home improvement radio show on air and online at moneypit.com thank you so much for spending this hour of your weekend with us hey if you've got questions if you couldn't get through to the show we still want to hear from you you can pick up that phone any time of the day or night and call us 24 7 at 1-888 money pit our screeners are always standing by we are the worst people in the world to work for we never let them rest They'll get your call to us, and we'll call you back the next time we're in the studio. Meanwhile, you can also post your question online at moneypit.com or on our Twitter feed or our Facebook page. Any way you can get that info to us, we will do our utmost to get you an answer as quickly as possible. That's all the time we have, though, for this hour. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.